Uh, no. You no. should. I hear it's good. I yeah. should, shouldn't I? Yeah. yeah. Cranberry uh, would juice you like a Cosma? Meant... Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> cranberry juice is meant to be good for a lot of things. Isn't cranberry... Oh, apparently I heard cranberry juice is very good to make your like, pussy juices yeah. taste really nice. Mm-hmm. So every time... This is what I've learned from TikTok. But I recently, I recently found out that if you drink cranberry juice before you go to have sex, your pussy juices will actually taste very sweet. I feel mm-hmm. like that's... The pussy have an equivalent of pineapple juice for good semen. Yes. Does pineapple juice create good semen? Apparently it tastes like sweet tasting semen. Whoa. All I'm hearing is immense terror. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What, are you scared of flavouring your pussy juice? (laughs) No, we're forgetting the part that he's scared of pussy. (laughs) That's right. Which comes back to the point of welcome to the third cat episode. How does that come back to that point? Pussy. Pussy. Pussy and cats. Okay. Welcome to the third episode of Cats 2019. I'm your little cat rat nya nya host Mon. I'm your co-host, your boy, Nicholas the Railway Cat. And we've got two guests with us, two special guests who... We're so happy to have on our podcast again, Ashok, like usual, always Uh, having him. Yeah. The fatty, stinky, scatty caddy. You know, we've known you from Ratatouille. We've known you from Cats episode number two. Mm. And now... I was also scat cat then. You were scat cat then. You'll be Mm. scat cat now. You'll be scat cat forever. Mm. But it's good to have you back again. And we'll have someone new with us, which is so fantastic. And it's about fucking time that he's here. (laughs) We've been bullying him since episode one. Which, or episode two? Which, episode one. Yeah, From the start and the door. Maybe even of, episode zero. Episode zero with when we first started our podcast. Yeah. We, We've been bullying him since the dawn of time. We actually, we basically condone bullying. Yeah. It is, we are we allowed to do bully him. No, we don't like bullying, but when it comes to Khan, he does deserve it. Anyways, hello. You want to say hello to the podcast? Hello, I am Khan. I am the curtain call cat. <laughs> Because Nick's about to kill me. (laughs) Can you pass me that knife behind you that I keep in my room for no fucking reason? Okay. (laughs) Also known as the Scream Pea Cat. (laughs) The Scream Pea Cat. I'll take that. I'll take that. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I get by. Keep going. Even though there's endless pain. I'm going to change your name in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I will endure. Anyways. Cats. Now, this is something that's very interesting because, Khan, you were there in our group when we actually watched Cats for the first time. I was, yeah. And I remember I was sitting next to you Mm. and I remember Nick gave me a cider. And we all know that I have the weakest alcohol. I gave her one single cider. One single cider. And I have the weakest alcohol tolerance in existence. Mm. So... And I remember you were there drinking your little pretty little wine glass, little white wine. You were so wine cute. You was just like oh. sipping it. You're just and like sipping even it. when you went for like that dramatic comedic like ah uh, glug glug glug, you were still like really prissy about it. You were just like ew, I'm gonna take the smallest. And you know what's even more funny about that? Thing. 
It still got you pissed? It was the first time I'd had alcohol in the cinema. <laughs> and you know Actually, the... it was mine too. Yeah. And you know the craziest part was? The fact that you were doing it like you were like a suburban Hampton house mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wine mom. Khan is a massive wine mom. Wine mom. <laughs> a wine glass a day keeps a doctor away. That's right. That's right. Well, except right. that you love the doctor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So sad. It's what you deserve. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, but that, even... that, that glass of wine got me through Cats 2019. Mm. Well, I mean, I know you weren't drunk when you I were... I was completely sober You were I completely sober, but you I came out completely it. drunk. <laughs> the thing is, I was completely sober when I went in, so the, the effect of the film had its full effect on my brain, and I walked out feeling like I'd taken some weird drug. It's true, it's, yeah. it's true. I felt depressed as well. Mm. But yeah. Khan, tell us, what is actually your opinions of Cats? Um, I don't say much about cats. I watched cats. I experienced <laughs> cats. Um, I moved on from cats, and then no one else moved on from cats, and it very much bothered me. I sat there immensely bored. I fell asleep. Um, I think I had to counsel you at one point because you were so disturbed by the vi- what was going on. I on was that actually on the ground crying. Yeah. You were just sitting there just like, yeah, I've got my wine glass, bitch. Yeah. And what about it? Yeah. The highlight of the cat's evening was was when the credits came on and we all cheered and clapped. Yes. Do you have like a prior history of knowing cats like the musicals like Nick does? I don't. The all I had heard about from cats was my dad who said it was very weird and strange and to not bother with it. So right. when, so when he told me that when I told him that mm. I was going to go to the film, uh, he basically just said good luck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Because our viewers don't really know you as much. Yeah. You know, I feel like I should have done this in the start. I feel like they do know him. They do know, they know him. They know the way that we bully him. It's and true. And that's how most people know Khan. Yeah. But our listeners kind of want to know from Khan himself. So. Why? Why would you Out of all that? the characters and cats, who do you identify with the most? Oh, <laughs> I know the right answer. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. All right, Khan, what do you think? Um, I would, I would like to say Taylor Swift. Because it means that I'm there for as little as possible. There's no, there's no debate. Khan is Mr. Mistopheles. I agree. Because he's gay. Agree. He's gay. He pulls through when he needs to. He's dumb. Yeah, but really he's also dumb. an incompetent dumb bitch. And yeah. he's also a simp for um. <laughs> no, no, no. Rum Tum Tugger. Oh yeah, Rum Tum. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say the heterosexual view. No, 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 the heterosexual no. shit is dumb. That's yeah, no, shit. No. no heteros. No. Everybody in this, this room. This is a hetero free zone. Actually, is nobody in this room here is hetero? There's one himbo <laughs> that's in this house right now who's the most hetero motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. As soon as he saw me, I, I mean, like, okay. Dexter, the, the, the fuckboy version of a dog. Mm. Version Dex- of a dog? He is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he sucked dick before. <laughs> not human dick, not human dick. I find this oh fascinating. Can you elaborate? Can you elaborate? He, on he your got humped in the face by uh, one of my auntie's dogs. Oh my god, Who that's... had a penis. Yeah. Cool. I mean, a dog had a penis. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I mean, it was all consensual, dogs... but I don't think any sex with the animals is consensual. I, 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 That's I... an interesting question. What What is consent in the animal world? I, there's no consent in the animal world, because we well, had a conversation last time about dolphins, and dolphins would actually like sexually assault people. 
Well, see, here's an interesting thing, because dolphins and humans, like, have sexual relationships with each other. That's in, true. In different um, cultures around the world. That's true. And it's interesting, because how do you, a non-human, how do you take their consent? I don't think, uh, I don't think you could assume an animal's consent. Mm. I, I think all sex between animals is non-consensual in a way, right? Mm. Uh, of course it's non-consensual. Yeah, it's non-consensual. They can't consent. Does, I don't think this right? is like a discussion that we should be having. Does that extend it's yeah, all non-consensual? Does that this extend is to I don't know the cats saying. in cats? If Mr. Mm. Mistopheles and the Rum Tum Tugger get jiggy with it, is that consensual? Because they present to us as humans it's true, and as have... having sentience. And so, like, Interesting. that's why when we go back to, like, this is something I learnt a few nights ago from Ash, actually. But isn't dolphin pussy, like, much better than human pussy, according to some people? What the fuck? No, no, no. <laughs> according to who? According to some people. This is what I... This according is rumoured. This is rumoured. Both on. equally terrifying. Okay, this is rumoured, but apparently dolphin vaginal areas... The vaginal genitals <laughs> of dolphins <laughs> is apparently much more better than of human course, ones. Because they're in the water, they're constantly wet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and sense. and yeah. so like that's what I've heard from like what Ash like, told me, who is here right now to talk more about it. I, I don't know the specifics. This is but... about cats. Why are we talking about dolphin pussy? It's... Okay, this is related to cats later. A cat is not a dolphin. Exactly. Mm. Uh, can we talk about the fact that uh, Khan killed uh, Lucille Bluth? What? Khan killed Jessica Walter. I did. I did. Who's Jessica Walter? Uh, acclaimed actor. Uh, she played Lucille Bluth on Arrested Development and Mallory Archer on Archer. She passed away. But here's the thing. Oh, Khan and I had just uh, finished watching Godzilla vs. Kong. Excellent movie. Five out of five. Go see it. Support your local cinemas if it is COVID safe. And... We ended, and we, we were talking about Charles Dance, and he's like, he's one of those actors who's probably about to die soon. And Khan was just like, oh yeah, I reckon D- Dame Judi Dench is gonna die soon. I and I'm like, Khan, you're gonna fucking jinx it. Next morning, we wake up, and Jessica Walter, similar age to Dame Judi Dench, is fucking dead. And I'm like, I messaged Khan, I'm like, you fucking did this. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I said also that in our generation, all these older actors that we know will now start to die, and this is now happening. And that's what you did. Yeah, you started Khan, the curse, Khan. Khan. But, you know. But the good thing is, Prince Philip's Did I kill right? Prince oh. Philip? Did you kill Prince Philip as well? The, mm. the testicle. The prune. The racist son of a bitch. Yeah. I said I said to my mother, I, I yelled downstairs, I said, Hey, mum, the testicle is dead. And she knew exactly <laughs> who I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's crazy. Because, like... I didn't care about him. Well, one more year and he could have gotten a, a letter. No, no, no. Not even a year. Day. Like, a few more months. Yeah. Literally a few more months. He could have gotten a letter from his own his wife. His wife would have had to have written him a letter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He could have been a centenarian, but he was just too weak. Mm. Mm. And he could have also gotten a letter from his cousin. Wait, his cousin? <laughs> They're the same cousin. person. Oh. <laughs> 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 Taylor, she didn't even... Well, third cousin, but still. Wait, <laughs> I, that's so weird because, like, wait, so, like, yeah, I actually. The European not, royal families wait, are fucked. So they are all inbred. They are so inbred that having a black person come in is, like, so wild to yeah, them. It's, it's wild crazy. to them. It's Have like, bro, you're not even related to her. Mm, 
Incest is incest. It's more acceptable to fuck your cousin than it is to fuck a person of colour. Yeah. Incest is king incest. Yeah. But back to cats. We haven't gotten to cats yet. Cats yet. We have spoken briefly about cats. Mm. Cats is a movie. Movies are cool. It's Mm -hmm. cats is an experience. It is an experience. Mm. Actually, have we like talked about the plot of cats? Uh, Yes, we have. But this ep is just like us talking shit fucking screaming because that's what it is to watch cats it's just an experience that is like it's like descending the um you know different hells in dante's inferno seven layers the seven layers of hell yeah except goes down to nine because cats have nine lives correct oh yeah i got like a snapchat memories thing the other day and it was me a year ago like at drunk at 3am just like some, for some reason, getting toothpaste out of my drawer and saying McCavity three times in the mirror like I was summoning Bloody Mary. That's awesome. It's crazy. I, I don't know why I did that. A year ago was a dark time mm. for me. <laughs> I still sometimes hear the, the opening sound from that film. Oh, the overture. Oh, <laughs> stop it, stop it. Um, I rem- Do you remember the tea party that Tanya held That's for all right. of us? And I put the film on. Exactly, yeah. so there was a tea party. I've never been to a tea party, but I know that she loved tea parties. She loved her tea. I just don't know why you would want to put cats on where I'm having a tea party with her. I'm accusing you right now, Khan. Why is that? Is it because you hate me? Is it because you want me dead? My family tree is very full of nuts. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> and it's something that you also very and enjoy. you one, yeah, so <laughs> I am one. So you are the juiciest. The, I'm the juiciest. I'm as juicy as, as, you are as the Nick's juiciest big toe. Nut. <laughs> Wait, what? No, okay. Repeat what you just said. I said that, you know, it's as juicy as Nick's big toe. Yeah. I'm bit, calling I'm, I'm, Quentin Tarantino. I am looking at Nick's big Quentin toe. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, Quentin. Quentin, Quentin, help. Oh, wait, Quentin is also the name of my, uh, <laughs> the deputy principal that was a pedophile <laughs> at my school. <laughs> Catholic school. Oh. I, I just need is to... That, is, that, is that why you're like this, Nick? No, I was dropped on the head. I think oh. we need to let Khan talk about Nick's big toe. Oh, yes. Khan, <laughs> would you like to talk about... I feel about... like I should have kept my shoes on. I'm just on. really... I'm just admiring it. I'm just looking at it. It's very ripe. It's very red. His it looks like a peach. I just want to bite it. Mm. Mm. It's, it's interesting because um, Nick's small toe his littlest toe is actually overripe. It is. It's, so it's it's uh, it's something that I would want to wait, bin. Yes. Let's recreate the Jason Derulo Victoria scene. I'm gonna put my toe in Khan's mouth. Oh my god, no! Can you actually? I probably can. Yeah. Oh my god, please no, don't! Come on, Khan. Oh no! 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 Right, it's less ripe yeah. up close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you take it back um, now, Khan? Just because this is an audio medium, I feel like we should clarify that I have just stuck my toe into Khan's face. Yes. Exactly. With, with the ballet point, because yes. I did ballet as a child. That, that oh. was quite elegant, Nick. It yes. was very elegant. You would, be, you would make a fantastic cat. In... <laughs> yeah, because okay, okay, so... I'm a moody bitch. I don't like being touched, but I like being touched. Um, I want to be left alone, but I don't want to be left alone. You know, I shit in a box of sand and expect other people to clean it up for me. Uh, I like being outside, but sometimes I hunt local wildlife and that's really dangerous to them. I sometimes drive a species to the point of extinction. Do you, like, yeah. do you like being stroked in one direction? I know you like being stroked with two directions. <laughs> um, because this is the third Cats episode and we, as much as we wanted it to be chaotic, this is just very chaotic and I love it. I, I really we do. We were talking about dolphin pussy, but suddenly Khan's dick is chaotic. <laughs> 
It, I agree it's with cursed. Mon. It's actually very cursed. <laughs> Back to cats. So we've learned about your experience of cats. You've hated it, just like everyone is. That's a strong word. A strong word, yeah. you know. But I feel like, I think within our friend group, it's just become like a meme as well. Like just how Shrek has become a meme. Except like cats is just something that's just very distinct with us. Because Shrek has become so mainstream that when you like Shrek, it's like, I'm so quirky. Look at me. I like Shrek. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've gotten past that sort yeah. of feeling of being quirky. And it's just become like, yeah, everyone likes Shrek. Everyone just likes Shrek. Because Shrek is just like... It's not being quirky. It's just an unironic love for a good property. Exactly. Part of it, at least. Hey, don't you dare disrespect Shrek forever after like that. Hmm. I actually hate Shrek for after. Shrek for okay, we're well, leaving that for another episode. Okay, but basically, it's just with cats. It's just something that is very distinct with us, and it was actually an experience that we all shared together. And so, to me, that's why it's very important because it was just like a bonding experience with all of our friends. I mean, I gave Nick the cat's poster mm. um, as his birthday present. Yeah, because yeah. we all know that just we all know that very, you know very... cats is like you know Nick's only personality trait. Excuse you, I have Paddington as a secondary. Pet. That is true. Padding- and... I've never seen Paddington. Do you oh, know Paddington that? is so cute. Paddington so good. is sweet. Yeah. I, what is Paddington? Is that like it's a poo the bear? The bear? Yeah, it's like Pooh the Bear, I guess. Winnie the, the Bear. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's Winnie the Pooh uh-huh. and Pooh Bear, not uh-huh. Pooh the Bear. <laughs> Does the tell. Pooh Bear in the woods? <laughs> I actually did not grow up with Winnie the Pooh. I grew up with Power Rangers, Pokemon, and I grew up with um, Hello Kitty. So I grew um, up, I grew up with all those, but I've just recently adopted Paddington into my life. That's true. It's now in your favourites on Letterboxd. It is. I love Paddington. Paddington is also one of my personality traits. So is football, sleeping a lot, and and being a bad writer. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I think if if Nick was just like a small little, like, toy, he would be like a a Paddington. Just like, you know, just sort of like running around everywhere. (laughs) He fucking Just running around everywhere. Yeah. I think I tore a hole in one of my Paddington, like, toys once. Oh, did Paddington exist? fucking monster. (laughs) Did Paddington exist before the movie? It was books. Actually, I I feel like we should have a Paddington episode. Because it's really... Paddington's a character that you can really easily fuck up and, like, just Mm. make, like, you know, generic 3D character in CGI character in real world thing, like, Hop or... Yeah. Peter Rabbit. Oh, no. But no, mm. they, they fucking killed it, and that's why Paddington is personality trait of mine. Cats, however, um, is not done that elegantly, necessarily. Um, or at all. Mm. Because we, and we've gone through it in like the first like the first and second episode very extensively, and we basically picked it apart from like its bare bones. And I guess this episode is just kind of here now, just to kind of wrap everything up, and also just to kind of like acknowledge that it is an experience and if you are going to watch it you have to watch it without taking it seriously like we do that's right and things like if you want to enjoy a property like this you actually need to go with it with a very open mind as well um and even though like it did have a big budget and has all these amazing talented and creative people on it it was just the direction itself that didn't go well and it's just many things that didn't go well as well but i think it went perfectly I feel, for you, I feel like it is, if you take a look at it from a different lens, like you do, mm. Ash, like, your lens is completely, like, as, like, what is your lens towards cats? If I, 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 um, I think it's a really depraved, dark experience. Mm. And, um, 
I, I really wouldn't necessarily wish it on anyone, but it's there if you want to go and experience that horror. Mm. Um, I would wish it on everyone. Go experience it. Take your drug of choice, including if it's sobriety. Go in, watch it, and be forever a changed person. Mm. It is a beauty to behold, and it is our generation's Rocky Horror Picture Show. It it is, and the things mm. that I can see it in like maybe even a decade or even a few decades, it's going to be a cult classic. It is going to be a cult classic, and I am jumping on the bandwagon. I am the only person in 20 years from now who can say I liked it before everyone else. It's true, because I I think the idea with cult classics, that's a fascinating idea, don't you think? Like, it's just something that is so universally panned and hated. And then afterwards, it's like people start to acknowledge how, how bad it is and how atrocious it is that it becomes good. And it's yeah. a process of time. It's like, you know, it's like wine. Mm. It's like wine, it, it ages within time, right? I feel like with cats, it's the same thing. I feel yeah. like the idea that it's a cult classic is already um, evident. Like, mm-hmm. the Astor Theatre is, is putting it on at, at uh, obnoxious late hours in the night and calling oh, sure it a, a catnip screening. Mm. <laughs> like, that in of itself, the, the whole process of it, like, culture is actually yeah. just making it into it's, a mm. cult classic. Mm. Like, that's what it is. And... You could also make a point and say that Tom Hooper actually made this film for it to be a cult classic. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he no, does not no. have the self-awareness. You, okay, of course no, he, he wouldn't. But, like, yeah, one no. Okay, so, like, I was, I went to watch the uh, director's commentary in preparation for this final installment to okay. see if Tom Hooper had any further surprises. Uh, but sorry. the biggest surprise was that I turned off the director's commentary because not even I could bear it. And I watch Cats for fun, mm. but this fuckhead talking over it, trying to take it, like, completely seriously, like, oh, this is my artistic vision, like, I actually couldn't. I was about to have a fucking seizure, and I'm just like, <laughs> no, I would rather just watch Cats. You had a real uh, catnip conniption. <laughs> what the fuck does that even no, mean? No idea what that means. That was means. bad, okay? <laughs> that wasn't good. But somebody call Elliot, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyways, that, that it's an interesting cultural fermentation process that Cats kind of, uh, shows. I think that's, um, I don't know, that's, it's definitely not unique. Like, I, I don't think that happens to many things uniquely. Like, mm. that's, that's something that generally happens. Like, things either become spoilt or they kind of become more flavorful mm. over time. Like Twilight. Exactly. Yeah. Twilight I... was a panned movie. Wasn't good. And now people like Twilight again. Mm. And it's really interesting because, like... We have to do another episode on Twilight, and we have just so much more to talk about it, because I have so much more to say about Twilight. But, again, Twilight was something that I used to love as a child, and I still love to this day. But back then, because everybody hated it, and I would get, I would get like, made fun of for even liking it, you know? Now it's, like, acceptable. And there's, like, I remember, again, I would go to my classes, and I have friends that love Twilight, and I would talk to them about Twilight. And it's weird that now liking Twilight is considered a personality trait. It's considered the new quirky thing. And it's not just, like, something that you just... It isn't something that is just a fan thing, you know? Like, it's it's embedded in TikTok, it's embedded in Tumblr, it's embedded in Twitter, Facebook, all of these social media sites. And the Twilight Renaissance is what made it, like, what made it popular again. And I feel like Cats would have a renaissance. Like, in the future, I think it, like, it will have that time of, like, yo, do y'all remember Cats 2019? I actually think it won't. I think it'll be lost to time. 
I agree. And yeah, I think it'll be this kind of dark chapter of history that people forget. I don't know if people will forget it completely, but people... You won't. Oh, I won't. But people will not remember it as fondly as they remember Twilight. Because I feel like a lot mm. of the Twilight renaissance is based on nostalgia. Yes, it is. Nobody is going to have nostalgia for Cats 2019. No. They will the musical, not the film. Mm. Yeah, maybe the musical. May- maybe that horrifying musical where the cats come up and actually talk to you and, like, scar you for life. Yeah. But nobody's going to have nostalgia for... This weirdly G-rated film. Every time I watch this film, well, when I watched it on Foxtel, and, like, the, the guy in, in front of it's like, this program is rated G for all audiences. I'd be like, what the fuck? This is rated G? It's interesting, because, like, I what think... G? And what did it say on the front of the DVD cover? Or was it wild was and... Was it? I think it was wild G. And, wild and joyous? Do you, do you want me to get the film? <laughs> you want me to pop out and get the Blu-ray? I'm pretty sure it said wild and joyous. <laughs> mm, but, like, no, I, I, I feel like... It, I mean, you guys do have a point, but I feel like there is going to be a time where Cats will be revisited again. For example, if we compare Jack and Jill with Cats, Cats is a better experience than Jack and Jill. Because Jack and Jill is just, like, it's just a bad film. But Correct. Cats is a bad film film but it has that kind of quality about it that essence that dark kind of essence that you true, have true. when you watch Jack and Jill you just don't want to watch it anymore with cats mm. you can't stop like oh you, that's you actually just, yeah 100% true you can't stop yeah. it you have to watch it all the way through because it's so kinetic in its energy mm. it's yeah. it's just you have to once you hear that overture because it's got that descending into chaos vibe that you feel like you're falling down a rabbit hole mm. and you can't stop until Judy Dench is staring at you for four minutes straight and every time she looks away you think oh my god finally we're about to end but she never ends it and the, she the, never ends it the crazy part the most crazy part about it is that the fact that like because like like you said it's so kinetic and it's so it's also so frenetic as well. It's chaotic, basically. Mm. Everything licks together so quickly. There's no breathing space. There's just no breathing space. Yeah, there's no pla- there's no place to put it down, and there's no um, you can't stop the movie because mm. it doesn't make sense. As somebody who has seen it twelve, thirteen times, uh, there's places where you can definitely get bathroom breaks, and those are that scene in the graveyard and the arrival of Old Deuteronomy. Two very good bathroom breaks because they're just dance breaks. Mm. I see. It's good that we're kind of having this like kind of really discursive discussion about kind of cats in that way where we're all experiencing and coming from it in different kind of perspectives. Like with you, you're like seeing seeing it as from like a dark, you know, experience that like drains your energy. You come from it with like a larrikin experience. Yeah, exactly. I don't take shit seriously. Anything. Exactly. And for me, like I came from just from very just hate just hating it. Like, I despise it. I can't watch it. And then there's me, who doesn't care enough about it at all. Exactly. <laughs> but, but no one cares about what you think, Khan. It's That's true. true. Yeah. And no, do you think anyone cares about you, Khan? That's Aww. true. We Aww. say that, but we also off mic assure Khan that we do care about him. And then we bully him more. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a compliment sandwich, where it's like, bullying. Okay, but we do love you. Bullying! <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually a really good abusive relationship everyone has with Khan. It's, no, because he gets really weird when you compliment him. It's true. <laughs> Complimenting him is like... I hate it so like, much. Okay, uh, Khan, you're valid. 
we love you and we are here to support you. Get through. your hand off my leg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's having a little edgy moment. Oh, he's an edgy teenager. Oh, <laughs> All toast is toast, toast. Fuck. What? What does that mean? Uh, can you smell toast? Are you having a stroke? You mentioned sandwiches. It just got me thinking. <laughs> do, oh, do you need, do you need a sandwich? Very smart. Good job. <laughs> I mean, all toast is toast, toast. Mmm, good job. Yeah. Wow. Oh <laughs> I still don't get it. I'm trying to re- reach into the deepest, dumbest parts He's of too my brain. smart. He's too and smart. And it gets very dumb in there, and I can't reach this level of dipshit. He's mm. too smart for us to understand. He's so good. Mm. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Stab you all. There's a knife behind you. <laughs> what are they wear? Um, that cardboard box that I keep referring to. Oh, excellent. Mm. Yeah, but again, cats is just... Like, we've also the experience and everything. And, like, I think that's just what it is. And I guess that's, like, the best thing to say to kind of wrap it up is that if you want to really watch it, you have to just do it with an open mind. You I, know what I mean? I, I remember what I wrote when I finished watching it. Actually, that's okay. We, we don't need to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, no, no. Actually, tell us. I, I do want to hear it. I have already forgotten most of this film. But for now... The first film of 2020 is as titillating as coughing up a fur ball of your own pubes. Sorry, puss. <laughs> titillating. Titillating. <laughs> titillating. Titillating. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of a very interesting uh, word to... Yeah, it is, yeah. because a lot of the cats have boobs. It's true. Cats yeah. don't need boobs. Especially Taylor Swift. She, she was yeah. weirdly sexual. Yeah, she like that was that was for the furries. That was there were lots of there were lots of like quite voluptuous asses as well. Yeah, but I feel like Taylor Swift really feels the most sexual though, which is weird considering she had so much input that that was definitely her own choice to be hmm. a sexy cat. I mean, she did have ten times more screen time in the behind the scenes than in the film itself. Oh, yeah, she was basically more emotionally involved in Cats than Tom, Tom Hooper, Hooper was. was. Mm. Yeah. See, yeah. it's interesting, because in the original play, they were quite sexual, though. But it was just more gay, which mm. is maybe why, like, we're, yeah. we're, we're fine with that. Whereas this oh. is just, like... I don't know. That's that bit in Rum Tum Tugger, the the stage show where he's just he's gyrating. Oh yeah. And the kittens are just like pouring like, out his crotch. Uh, it was weird, but it's less weird because it's less realistic. Mm. They're not trying to be cats. They're trying to just evoke the idea of cats being. And it's it's also sexy. just more camp as well. And it's yeah. just like it is what it is. It's it like, exists in that world of the eighties yeah. where it was that eighties camp, eighties yeah. like queering all all the ideas and notions of heteronormativity. Do you remember when we walked out of the cinema and we were all trying to imitate the sort of unique way that they would walk and move their heads and arms? I do not fucking remember. I do not remember I do remember walking out of the cinema and some boomer couple comes up to us and is like, oh, what did you guys watch? And we're like, cats. Cats. And then we all just started yelling at them yeah we all just... just not not yelling at them like abusing them we were all just like trying to you know process the emotion of cats 2019 we were all just trying to express it in that moment and they're like they were just like whoa 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 you guys obviously felt a lot of things about this movie and we're just like yeah i just remember trying to imitate w- walking and talking like the cats were in that film to them and I was like <laughs> I was like swiveling my head and body and they yeah, were just, they were, they were they were just like... 
we perplexed. Got, we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. We're just, we're just here for a Sunday night and a glass of wine, and you know. This guy's twisting his spine at us. <laughs> First of all, Skimble Shanks definitely deserved to win the Jellicle Ball, but he didn't. Because we need a Skimble Shanks in our lives. It's and true. I think Old Shiranami <laughs> recognized that. And that's why Skimble Shanks will forever be a communist icon who will live with us for why eternity. Why is he a communist icon? Because he represents the proletariat, the underrated proletariat. He's the cat of the railway train. The railway does a lot for the economy. This was in the, the weird Snapchat memory that I had a year okay, ago, okay. where I also went on this weird communist rant about why Skimble Shanks is, a, is an icon and should have won. Okay. But yeah, uh, he represents the underrated person who keeps everything running. And a lot of it is like, you know, cat arrogance, you know, like fucking Geelong arrogance. That's a, <laughs> that is a football thing. That's an AFL football, thing. Football joke. <laughs> yeah, football joke on a film yeah, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he he represents that cat arrogance, but also the train does not leave without him, mm. which is very representative of people like shoveling the coal, people servicing the train, people building the train. Trains mm. do not move without the working class. That's true. And many things don't move without the working class, actually. That's what makes us the working class. Because we work. We are working the world. <laughs> I say as the unemployed person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Hooper is a bitch. Actually, do we know what Tom Hooper's working on next? I don't know. I checked his filmography Wait, last what week. I- and what it- is what is Tom Hooper working on next? I checked his filmography last week on the Wikipedia, and there was nothing. <gasps> Maybe he retired. No, he will be doing something. Yeah, he because w- he, he said even after the experience of working on Cats, he wants to do more. He wants to do more musicals. Despite the fact that, as we said in, like, episode one or two, he does not fucking understand musicals or how they work. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, Nick has spent a year trying to convince me, and successfully convince me, that Les Mis is an awful musical. Oh, are we going to talk about Les Mis? I have, no, 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 we're just going to brag, uh, by we I mean me. Uh, I successfully convinced Khan that Les Mis 2012 is bad, and he has accepted that, and... He has told me that it is now a guilty pleasure. It is a thoroughly enjoyable guilty pleasure for me. I will accept that. I have my own guilty pleasures, so I will accept it, as long as you're not saying that it is good. It's enjoyable. You can take pleasure in things that aren't good. Mm. Ash and I have never seen it. We don't care. We hate the French. We hate Mm. the French. We do hate the French. We would never watch Les Mis. Mm -hmm. Les Mis, more like Les Mis... (laughs) Mm, not Brian, bad. As Ryan would say, lay jizz. <laughs> oh. I was about to say that, but yeah. I thought it was beneath me. Lay miss is better. <laughs> We're trying to wrap this up. Are we going to suck feet? <laughs> We're not going to be sucking feet. No. Um, so, <laughs> so Katz has basically absolved all of my 2020. Uh, I was going through a really rough patch about this time last year. And... Basically, what I would do was I would open my laptop and I would open the link that Khan sent me for a pirated version of Cats and I would watch it just so I didn't cry myself to sleep. Instead, I would just be absolved by this horrific nightmare that was just so captivating and so, so terrifying. I would just be so weirded out that I would just go to sleep normally instead of crying, it absorbed a lot of emotional trauma 
And that's why Cats 2019 will always have this weird, weird soft spot in my heart. It's, it's weird because like with Cats, it's something that I watched in the, like the start of 2020 and I just forgot about it. And it's something that like I revisited again this year and I kind of feel nostalgic for it in a way. Just like, you know, a time before COVID where you know, I could just see my friends and I could just hang out with them. Um, so for me, it was more like a bonding experience with my friends rather than the film itself. Um, and even now, like I'll look back at Cats and I remember like, you know, just even researching for the episodes or even just like recording the episodes with you, Nick. You know, like, that's that's a sweet experience, you know. And even just having, a, you know, our guests on like the podcast as well, like that's a really great experience. And I think like Cats does bring people together. And that's what it is, is that it brings people together to shit on cats. And I think that's a great experience. Cats doesn't have a soft spot in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we just like, yeah, we love you. We, we don't like cats, but it has a soft spot. And then Ash is just like, nah, fuck cats. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing, it's one of the most amazing things I've seen uh, on a screen. But it does not have a soft spot in my heart. <laughs> What does? The Queen's Corgi? The Queen's Corgi 2019 has a very soft spot in my heart. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should bring it up that we watched that at my 21st birthday party. <laughs> just so that we could... You yeah. wanted me to see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just wanted Khan to see it. We just wanted to bully Khan. And if it took my 21st birthday to do that, <laughs> that's what it was. I got to see Date Rape. Yeah, oh, yeah Doggy. In a kid's film. It was Doggy Date Rape. Mm. Day, right? Anyway, Khan, yeah. your experience with cats and... Final thoughts? Cats. I experienced cats before plague started. Then plague happened. And then started to blame cats for the plague. I think by plague, everyone, Khan means... COVID-19. Which I like to call plague. Anyway. Not the actual black death that we commonly associate with the phrase the plague. I We're see. talking about the new plague. I then watched cats again post-plague and it was blu-ray and it looked very very pretty in hd because i'm a pixel whore mm. cats <laughs> brought us our group together it is the only film that us as film students were all available on the same day and we saw it together and we all clapped we all cheered we all bonded and then some of us moved on and you did <laughs> It's looking at me. <laughs> and that is all I have to say about that mess. It is, it is a movie. It is a film. And it, it exists. An experience. It exists. It gets a star because for me, if a film is in focus, it gets half a star. It was in focus. And that is a good thing. That is a good thing. Well, sometimes it isn't because of Tom Hooper's fucked up cinematography that you keep mm. sucking him off for. It's and still in focus. And I mean, sometimes the floodlight is inside the, like, is the entire screen. So okay, um, are we? Can we? Um, can we go watch from Tom Tugger on the TV, please? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I really want to rewatch bits of Cats now. Okay. Well, this concludes our Cats series. This has obviously been a bit looser because all of our analysis is in our first two episodes. If you haven't heard that, why the fuck are you listening to this? Also, go listen to those. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, and Letterboxd. All the links will be in the description uh, on our show notes, because I cannot be fucked rooting them out now. Again, we would like to thank our amazing guests, Ashok. 
Yep. And, and our slightly less amazing guest. Khan. Who I will... hope the bullying's worth it. Oh, oh, it was so worth it. <laughs> yeah, but I've been Mon. <laughs> I've, I've been Mon. <laughs> I am I am shock. <laughs> I am Khan, who still likes layman's to this day. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Khan. <laughs> fuck off, Khan. Get out of my fucking house. <laughs>